Hi everyone and welcome to Lights on Me podcast. My name is Angela Clark, creator of Lights on Consulting and becoming doctor studying clinical psychology. My prayer is that you get what there is to get and that you be the change you wish to see in the world. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for joining me. If you've been listening in, you've already listened to episodes one and two plus the bonus track. I'm now going to go into episode number three, and this one is called You Can't Give What You Don't Have. So interesting enough, I started this podcast series a year ago, actually just manuscripting, writing out the different points and revelations that God has given me. So you're going to hear me often reflect back into the past over during the pandemic because so much clarity came from it. I do believe that hindsight is 2020 and 2020 was a year of a lot of clarity. So I'm going to go ahead and read you pretty much how the series is going to go. I'm going to read you a lot of diary entries that I wrote out about my thoughts and then the revelation that I got from them. That's kind of the method that I've been adopting. So let's dive on in. I wrote this one June 30th and I started talking a little bit about lately I've been having dreams about different celebrities. And it's interesting because I'm not one that's, I like nice things. I'm pretty sure like most of you guys, but I've, I've never been one to I need the latest this, I need the fashion of that. Big into technology, I feel like I can never have enough iPads or MacBook Pros, my twin will attest to this, (laughs) guilty pleasures. But the idea of celebrities, I feel like, you know, they're human, they're normal beings just like the rest of us. So I love what they've accomplished, but I'm, I guess, so to speak, just different, not like sort of a a fan or anything. So it's interesting that I just had these dreams. And then, so I go on to say that specifically, these dreams I've been having was kind of like hinting to who I believe God has for me as my husband. And the last one was with, I'm pretty sure you guys know him, Shamar Moore. He's very handsome. And the man that I've always dreamed about in my dreams, he... He's black, African-American. In this last instance, we looked at each other from across the room, and then instantly we just knew we were it for each other. But before he, we could like move on, there were some things he had to clear up on his end. And so for him, he had to make it known to another woman that he was previously involved with that it wasn't gonna work out. Still not 100% sure what all of that means, but I just had a strong feeling during this time that God has been preparing me to become a wife. I also get the feeling that, you know, just from reading in my old diaries and just having a lot of these old dreams that he's going to be someone that's just, I don't necessarily want to use the word like celebrity or famous, but he's just well known, like someone that people just know. Like, oh, you say his name and it's like, oh yeah, I know who that person is. So that's kind of the energy that I've been feeling around this person. I also get that during the season, I need to stay extremely close to God because I 
didn't know this then back in June 30th, but I would be tested even more than I've ever had. And just dealing with recent events with my family, I just saw that I was extremely vulnerable and susceptible to old habits. So I just wanna say, you know, Father, forgive me for coveting, for thinking of men as sex objects. I'm very guilty of that. And we'll dive more into, if you listen to my bonus episode, you kind of know a little bit about my past, about the sexual abuse that I experienced. We don't realize that those doors that were open, whether they be our doing or others doing unto us, create these open doors where they almost become the mechanism in which we begin to do those exact same things. Unless we, of course, ask for forgiveness and and truly um, ask God to rid us of all of those things. That being said, during that time last year when I was hit with some traumatic news, it left me extremely susceptible and vulnerable to old habits. So I repented, you know, turned away from seeking men and I've made some poor choices in my life, but I'm choosing to walk away from them. And I can probably say that right now, I have done that. <laughs> it's been a year and we're going on what? Two or three months, June, July. So about three months and I just made a conscious choice of, God, I'm just gonna follow you. I'm going to seek after you no matter what. So I'm choosing to walk away, turn away from those choices and to, to make better ones. In doing so, the revelation that I got from this was, I last wrote around June 30th, not June 30th, my mistake, April 29th. And so much life had happened between the last instance when I wrote. It seems been really busy, but nonetheless, I believe that God is just really good. He's so, so good. So some things came to light that left me completely heartbroken and shattered in 15 million pieces. I did share that with you guys in the bonus episode. During that time, I just kind of described what I was going through. I was at loss for words, but we've begun the healing and I would say that we've healed and we've processed and I thank God that he saw us through that. In this time, I'll share, and, and I did kind of share a little bit what that was all about, about me just being triggered back to my past. So from the last episode, I asked some really thought-provoking questions. I asked, how do I love myself? Is this test revealing to me where I am in the love walk with myself? I'll also add, how have I been loving myself? The Bible calls us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, Matthew 22:39. But we can only love our neighbors to the capacity in which we love ourselves, which is very telling because how then do you love another if you don't love yourself? I would arguably say that you can't give something to someone that you don't own or have yourself. It's like money in the bank. I can't go to Uncle Bob's bank and take it to give it to another. It's not mine. I can only freely, without strife, give away what I own. This also includes the not-so-desirable emotions. Emotions such as jealousy, anger, hate, pride, pain. I can freely give it away. So how do I love myself? Wow. I'm a little nervous and a little ashamed to say, but I would say I love myself with conditions. If I do good, follow through with the task, 
meet my goal, then I'm in love with me. If I do a task or it's not perfect, then I'm disappointed. All of which is very revealing to how I've been loving myself and how I've been loving others with conditions. But I wouldn't dare admit that out loud to them. Oops, <laughs> and that cat is out of the bag. The Bible speaks of the truth equating to freedom. In John 8 verse 32, New Living Translation, it states, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I take this to mean not only the truth of God's word, but also the truth of where we really are in our lives. Health, wealth, spiritually and emotionally and mentally. I love myself pretty hard because growing up I experienced just about every form of abuse. So if it isn't perfect or done my way or the way I've envisioned, then it's tough love. How many of you can relate? <laughs> How is the way you've been loving yourself and continue to love yourself costing you both in professional and personal relationships? With your kids, your spouse, your finances, food, fitness, mental health. I can't speak for you, but for me, that way of loving has cost me greatly on all areas. I just mentioned. My hard love and sometimes no love for myself led me into toxic relationships, deep depression, constant self of I'm unworthy, not good enough, perfume that I kind of wore daily, sometimes hourly. But God, how many of you know that God is good? He heard my cry, and he began to do a new thing in me. I recommitted my life back to Christ in 2017, and I've accepted him as my, as my Lord and Savior. But I also accepted myself as his most prized possession. Can no one, not even the doubts that I try to creep back in my head, tell me otherwise. So lately I've been off and on with loving myself through food and good-looking men, I see it as a trap I'm walking away from. God has brought me way too far to go back, and I say that to say this love walk with self takes action. Without action, old habits become new habits. Old ways of dealing with heartache becomes everyday OTC medicine. Nothing wrong with over-the-counter medication, but it serves its purpose. So, it serves its purpose in time, but not every time. Which leads me to the last question. Is this test revealing to me where I am in my love walk with myself? Yes. <laughs> but that's the point of tests, right? To see what's really inside of us. Take the story of Jesus that he tells us in Matthew 13 verses 1 through 23. It's a parable of the farmer scattering seed. Some seeds fell on the footpath, shallow soil, among thorns and fertile soil. The trials and tests and tribulations we go through test to see how God's words has been seeded and planted in our lives. Is it on the footpath, shallow soil, thorns, or in fertile ground? What's in us will ultimately have to come out of us. If it's not like God, with his grace and mercy, he will mold us if we let him. I'm so glad that he's been so gracious with me. And I'm even happier that he's molded me to be more like him, crafted for his purpose, pruned to reflect his glory and love. These current times has shown me that it's okay to need people 
and say it. I am one and guiltily, even to this day, have a hard time asking for help, but God has definitely shown me it is okay to ask for help. That the past is the past. I'm not that little girl that was taken advantage of and that I can trust people to do right with discernment in his spirit and prayer. And so I wrote here that if it is not like God with his grace and mercy, he will mold us if we let him. I said, I'm glad to be molded by him, crafted for his purpose, pruned to reflect his glory and love. These current times have shown me that. It's okay to say I need people and to say it. It's okay to be vulnerable, intelligent, emotional roller coaster, loving, and a very fierce woman. I don't have to be perfect. In fact, perfect is who I am because God makes no mistakes. You are not a mistake. I get to be unapologetically unpolished, and I love it. <laughs> All that being said, I'm learning to repent, make new choices, and love others just as they are unapologetically unpolished so i close it off in saying until next time dr clark it will be here sooner than you think that being said i have an extra thing that i want to kind of throw in here with you guys a few months later this occurred in june around august i wrote another diary entry that i really feel like plays hand in hand with this theme of getting what god wants me to get in this single in this season of singleness and this message being you can't give what you don't have so i said you know dear god thank you <laughs> for everything and this year i just want to give myself the gift of kindness self-love and gentleness to myself i do realize that on this journey of getting what you want me to get in the season of singleness is that I'm really, 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 really hard on myself. I create these unrealistic goals or put too much on my plate at once. Above all else, I don't inquire on what you want me to do or what I should be doing moment to moment, week to week, month to month. I call him daddy and I said, daddy, I feel led to do this 75 hard. Interesting story. I'll get to towards the end about the 75 hard to build focus but I want to do this with you with this intention of mine of being more mindful about self-love <laughs> reading your word putting the work doing the work and I can see myself really doing it if I just put first things first which is seeking the kingdom of God so sometimes it may call for me to just sit still and hear what you have to say I know that you are forging something greater in me this pull, this hunger, and this thirst to serve you, your people is growing. I sense that it's a season of let's get to work. I know I've been putting this off because it's just so much easier to be comfortable. But God, you're calling us out of hiding. You're calling us out of our hiding place and places where we take comfort. You're asking us to go to the Pharaoh. And Pharaohs could be a symbolization of it may be that relationship you've avoided. It may be that conversation you just put off for way too long. It may be taking a stand for something, whether it's politically in your home, in your school, in your in your kingdom of influence is how I look at it. Your workplace, both 
indoors, outdoors? Are we sensitive to see those opportunities as they come? So you're calling us out of hiding. You're calling us out of our comfort place. You're asking us to go to the pharaohs and demand that our peoples be set free. You're asking us to grow, to grow up, set aside our, our childish ways and serve you in all that we do, whether it's packing groceries, driving Uber, answering telephones. You're asking us to shift our focus to this, that what we do is served unto you and not man. It's warring time. And it's interesting because God began to show me visions and images of myself up front preaching, praying prophetically, and speaking in tongues. And I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable with all of this. <laughs> if many of you who do know me personally, I love people and I love being around people, but I do not like being in front of people like by myself. So it's pretty pretty uncomfortable, but but for God, I'll do anything. And so I said, you know, God, prepare my heart and mind, you know, keep away the distraction, close any door that I've opened and give me the courage to walk through the doors that you've already opened. I love you, God. Love, Angela. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I pray that it was a blessing to you. Thank you again for listening in. I hope this bless you and I pray that you tune in for some more. Remember, you can't give what you don't have. So in this love walk with yourself, ask God to show you who you are and where you are. To really truly love others, you must first love him, to learn how to love him. One way that I suggest is just start reading your manual, reading your word, your Bible. It's a reflection of him. And the more that word gets inside of you, the more you understand that, then the more you begin to see through his eyes and love not just yourself, but love others the way he wants you to love you. So keep on asking and you receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened unto you. Matthew 7 and 7, New Living Translation. God loves you.